Language and Culture with Dr. J, a podcast brought to you by Kulturium.com in affiliation with Quartile Books and Events. Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. I am Dr. J. This episode is entitled Nations Meet Through Dance and takes us back to the Crescendo Conservatory, this time to meet the co-owner Christina Valdez, along with two dancers, Ella Shan and Brooke Blueball. My name is Christina Valdez. I am co-artistic director and co-owner of Crescendo Conservatory. We are a dance studio in Overland Park, Kansas. Okay. Would you mind telling us a little bit about your background? Um, I am um, I am from Texas. You in the, are. I am. I'm from Texas in the United States of America. <laughs> um, my mother is Puerto Rican. She was born in Puerto Rico. My father is Mexicano. Um, I have lived in Texas most of my life. I had a dance studio in Texas, um, in Plano, Texas, a suburb of Dallas, and we moved here to Kansas City in 2001. So tell us a little bit about your, about your background, growing up Puerto Rican-Mexican in Texas. <laughs> I grew up Puerto Rican-Mexican in Texas, um, where English was my primary language until we moved to, to South Texas, and then I was told that I needed to learn how to speak Spanish. So I almost flunked the second grade because I could not speak Spanish, and so then I learned how to speak Spanish. Um, but you spoke English at home. I spoke English at home. Both with, with your mom and dad. Yes. We lived in Houston. Um, where it wasn't that necessary to speak Spanish. When we moved to South Texas, it is 98% Hispanic. Um, and so the classes were bilingual, and that's why I was required to learn Spanish. My last name is Valdez, and they assumed that I could speak Spanish, and I couldn't. So I had to learn how to speak Spanish. Okay. Are your parents first generation? Or? Um, my, my mother was born in Puerto Rico. Um, her father is, is American, and her mother is first generation Puerto Rican. And my grandfather was stationed in Puerto Rico um, in World War II, and that's how they got married. And your dad? My dad is, is first generation Mexican. Uh, first generation American. Um, his, all of his family is Mexican. And, and, but you didn't speak Spanish at home, even after you learned how to speak Spanish? Um, well, I learned how to speak Spanish in the second grade. Once I started speaking Spanish at home, I was surrounded by it. Um, so then, yeah, we spoke it at home. We spoke it everywhere because it, it, South Texas is predominantly Hispanic and everyone speaks Spanish. Do you have any siblings? I have one sibling, and it was the same situation with her. Her name is Rosa Maria. And um, it was the same. Rosa Maria. <laughs> Actually, my maiden name is Garcia. So I am Cristina Garcia. Y mi, mi hermana es Rosa Maria Garcia. And, um, and so we lived most of our life in South Texas. And then when we went to college, we, we left South Texas. ¿Y habla español con la gente en Kansas? ¿Cuál gente? ¿Cuál gente? No tenemos mucha gente aquí en Overland Park. So no tenemos mucha oportunidad a practicar el español. ¿Y considera usted para usted su identidad nacional? ¿Es americana o hispanohablante o americana o una mezcla de todo? I consider myself the melting pot of the United States. With baggage. Yeah, with baggage. Um, so. But we can, we can go on and okay, uh, thank speak. You. speak. <laughs> I, I get caught. Um, 
So, so what about what about uh, cuisine? What about cooking? Oh, we're very. Oh, I, well, first and foremost, I am a horrible cook. So my husband is the cook, and he's a fantastic cook. And yes, we do eat Mexican food. And actually, we're real Mexican. Mexican. But thank you, <laughs> thank you, and thank you. We we we, we struggle here um, to find authentic. Mexican cuisine. There are a couple places in Kansas City that have some lovely Mexican cuisine. But yeah, we're we're pretty judgy about our Mexican cuisine. So we we cook that at home. Um, and yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about ballet. Oh well, ballet. <laughs> uh, I have a unique story in that I was not blessed. Um, my we I grew up very poor, um, and I remember being um, seven years old, and we did a school field trip. To the Nutcracker and our predominantly Hispanic. Um, that's the only way that kids that were as poor as I was had the chance to see the Nutcracker. And so they would take us in school buses and we saw the Nutcracker and I fell in love and my lifetime goal was to be Clara. And I wanted to be in the Nutcracker. And I, um, I went home and I made myself ballet slippers out of cardboard. And I practiced and there's no YouTube. There isn't, you know, I just practiced at home, but I never could have, we never could afford lessons. Um, I didn't start taking ballet until I was 18 years old and I got a part-time job and I paid for the lessons myself and in absolute insanity. And I, I didn't have good parents to guide me. So in absolute insanity, I'm like, I'm going to go major in dance. <laughs> um, so I did, I went to Texas Women's University in Dallas and I majored in dance and I just caught on very quickly and that's, I joined a ballet company in Dallas And um, it just, things just happened to me much later in life, much later in life. So, yeah, um, I always wanted to teach. I always knew I wanted to own a studio. Um, you know, in a perfect world, it would be like me bringing dance to the kids who couldn't afford it. Um, but in a perfect world, things don't work that way because you actually have to pay your bills. Um, but I love owning a studio. And so I opened up a studio in Plano and we did, we did very well. And then my husband got transferred. And so I, he came home one day, it was Christmas, and he said, we've got to move. But he was, I had young, my youngest, and he was always living in Kansas City, and we were not a family because he was here and I was there. Okay, so I sold my studio, and we moved up here, and probably the second month that we were here, I heard that there was a new studio going in across the street from my house, and I met Michelle. And so then I, I worked with Michelle for 11 years at the old studio. And then we left there, and we opened up Crescendo, and this is our fifth year here. Wonderful. That's great. Thank you. And it's, it's, a, it's I've, I've had the opportunity to be in a couple of your classes, and it's amazing. It's well, thank you. She's fantastic. So we also have two of, her, of your students here. So would you mind introducing yourselves as well? Okay. My name is Ella. I'm 41 years old. And you yes, are not. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I have two children. One is 14 and one is six and a half. My daughter is 14 and now she's studying ballet here in Crescendo with Miss Christina and she, she loves ballet. Yes. And, uh, you know, um, I, um, I started, started to learn ballet, uh, with, uh, awful, uh, with Christina, no. like, like several years ago. Like, so, no, that's, that's my start. No. Yes. I I am a very late start. <laughs> you started from uh, 18, right? I started yeah. like from 30, 37, 38. I thought she was taking before she came. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank, Thank you. you. I've seen you dance, and I can yeah. I can really support that statement. You, you, you dance beautifully. Thank you. Um, formally, because I danced, you know, yeah, before, uh, but in Chinese, in Chinese folk dances, that's different kind of style. So, but I have some basic, you know, trainings and foundations of dance. So I think that's probably why I pick up ballet fast. I think probably. I yeah, but are you a dancer professionally? Oh I mean, uh, no, no, uh, no, I I I'm never a professional dancer. Um, uh, since I was a child, I um, I danced uh, all the time. You know, uh, school and uh, uh, extra curricular and uh, different groups. And uh, at that time, I was able to go professionally, but my parents stopped me. They don't. They wanted me to go academically and not in art, but you know, traditionally academically, go to the university and you know study something else and to make money. People, uh, yeah. So what did you study? Um, I I I studied uh, um, manufacturing management in um, Canada uh, when I go when I went to Canada two thousand five. Yeah, I immigrated there. Then two thousand eight, uh, we moved here. So, and, and you work in that field? Um, just to do the internship. Then I stopped, and I I I have been at home being soccer mom all this time. And then, um, two thousand and ten, I think. Yes, I joined Jasmine Chinese Dance Group, which was a non-profit uh, organization. Um. Uh, <laughs> and I teach dance there, and the, right now I am uh, almost take over the whole uh, group, and I am the CEO there, and uh, I basically manage all the things there. For, yeah. for the dance group? For the dance group. Okay, yeah. but so let me go back a couple of steps. So okay. where did you grow up? China. You were born and raised I was in born in China and uh, went to Canada until I was 26. Okay. Yeah. How old were you when you moved to Canada? 26. When you were 26. You were 26, yeah. you moved to Canada. Yes. Okay. And then you lived in Canada until you were? Until uh, uh, 30. Okay. I, and then you moved here. Yeah. And and your husband is also Chinese? or Yes. Okay. He's also Chinese. And I met him in China, in Shanghai. And we immigrated to Canada together. Yes. And uh, the reason uh, why we moved here is because he was working here with Black and Beach. And uh, yeah, you know, at that time he was here and I was in Canada, so I joined him here. Okay. Yeah. So, do you consider yourself Chinese or American or a mix? Or uh, <laughs> I am uh, right now officially is a Chinese American. Uh, no, Chinese Canadian, because I'm holding a cha- uh, Canadian passport. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also I have a green card in America, so I am a re- resident here. So it's kind of mixed. Yes. But that's 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 one of the we have an episode. Uh, I think our eighth episode is about identity, yeah. and that's one of the things that that I think with the global world, a lot of people have true identity, national or cultural identity crises, and that's for sure my sure. problem. I don't really know where I belong or what my native language is, even or. That's exactly or, not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's just sort of your kind of in between worlds and feel at home here and there and everywhere, but nowhere mm-hmm. and. So. But do you do you eat Chinese food? Do you speak Chinese at home? Do you observe the Chinese holidays? Yes, yeah, I see that you're sort of yes. <laughs> you're not all yes. questions are yes. <laughs> 
I cook Chinese at home, so usually our family will have Chinese food, you know. Um, but my kids love American food, and we uh, speak Chinese at home because my primary language is Chinese. I can speak Chinese much fluently than this. Than English, and yes, festivals, Chinese festivals. Yeah, we celebrate that.、Mm-hmm. The most important, of course, the Chinese New Year. Yes, every year we just do a big celebration event for that. And you're doing a performance for that as well. Yes, right. Yes. My、right. group will perform, and、uh, we also invite Crescendo to do that for yeah every time, every year. And and for <laughs> your celebration, for your performance, you have I imagine different ethnic groups. Who come to it?、Uh-huh. Americans, yes,、uh, Mexicans, yeah, Americans, yeah,、uh, French.、Uh. Yes, yes. We invite different ethnic groups come to celebrate with us. Yeah. Okay. Well, since we have this opportunity, would you mind teaching us ten expressions in Chinese? Of course. What do you want to learn? Well, I don't know. Ten ways to、like、just、greeting. be polite. Just to be polite. The ten ten basics. So let's, let's say, for example,、um, good morning,、uh, good evening, thank、uh-huh. you, may I, or、uh-huh. excuse me,、uh-huh. or you know, sort of the basics to just have general politeness. Okay. So good morning is, 早上好，早上好。早上好 Okay. 早上好 Okay. 早上好 Okay. Did I? I know the intonation is very important. Yes. Was that at all? So there is like four tones in So zao, it's a zao. It's a third、zao. tone. Zao shang, hao. So so zao shang hao. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, um, ah, 谢谢 That's mean thank you. 谢谢谢谢谢谢谢谢谢 That's the fourth tone. 谢谢啊，谢谢。Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Uh huh. Um. What else? Um. Good evening. Good evening. Ah.、Uh, morning. Okay. So it's a Shanghai, but but. Morning. Morning. Shanghai. Morning. Shanghai. Morning. Shanghai. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can exaggerate that, but in your mind, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do not know. Um, 跳舞跳舞 means dance. Oh, 跳舞跳舞跳舞跳舞跳舞 Yes, 跳舞 Yes. Wow, that's good. What about what about just I'm sorry or excuse me or sorry. Sorry, ah,、uh, 对不起 That's excuse me or sorry. Yes, 对对不起对不起呃对对对 It's a D. Yes, 对对对不起对不起 That's sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. 对不起 Okay. So, would you appreciate someone knowing、mm-hmm. these little expressions? You know, if if you were、um, 
if you ran into somebody mm-hmm. or, or in, in any situation in your in your daily life, if someone uh-huh. actually spoke to you, just these few expressions uh-huh. and, and, and sayings in, in, in Chinese, do you, would you appreciate that or, or is it annoying that that's all they know or they, they pronounce it incorrectly? Or I think it's a surprise if you can say that to them. They will feel, wow, you know, you know Chinese, that's good, yes. They will be feel like closed to you, yeah. Well, certainly, if you're going to China, I always feel like if you're if you're traveling to a country, you should at least you know the learn yeah. the yeah, basics. The basic, Hello, basic. Me. So just to, just to kind of show appreciation of the country, appreciation of the language, mm-hmm. the respect of mm-hmm. the culture. Yeah, we're we're planning to go to Japan in, in 2021, and so we're taking a full year to try to learn the language. If we can go to well, the idea was to go to Japan and China, but. We're Americans, and we're not very smart in knowing that it's impossible to do. So first, we want to go to Japan, and then I want to go to 2021, well, 2022 Olympics mm-hmm. in China. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel very strongly about that. I told my whole family, is if we travel internationally, you will learn the culture, and mm-hmm. you will learn a little bit of the language, and you be respectful of the place that you're going to. And you don't expect them to know your language. You should know a little bit of their language. So... Mm-hmm. Where um, I've been following a lot of travel blogs and stuff to okay, because I know that things are very different there. And, yeah. um, sorry, I, I have a soapbox about that. No, you're good. Yeah, you're I good. Just, I yeah, definitely yeah. agree. Yeah, we haven't introduced you. Yet, so let's. let's. <laughs> yes. Uh, so hello, uh, my name's Brooke. I'm twenty. Yeah, twenty now. And uh, I have oh, to think. She's uh, yeah, I'm the youngest, and I am completely American. <laughs> um, I mean, way, way, way back, like my great grandma, or even great great grandma, they came from like Russia and Germany to Canada, and then came down from Canada. So I don't have any like knowledge of how to speak German or or Russian or anything like that. Um, but I've lived in Kansas my whole life. I was born in Manhattan, Kansas, and then we moved here to Olathe in 2001. So um, I was two then, so I don't really remember that. So um, I have a background in gymnastics. Uh, I started when I was about three and then did that until I was 10. Uh, after that, I just did soccer and basketball. Never really got back into the gymnastics or uh, dance or anything. And then earlier this year, it was the end of January, I took a college ballet class at our community college here and started getting into dance. Yes, at JCCC. And there's actually a girl there. um, Which stands for Johnson County Community College. Yes, Johnson County Community College. And then uh, Chelsea was taking that class and she mentioned crescendo to me. And so... It was during the summertime, sorry, chair, (laughs) it was summertime that I started taking classes here, kind of worked my way in, came every now and then, and now I come weekly. Okay, wonderful. So tell us about being from Kansas. How do you feel, (laughs) you said sort of your background is German and Russian. Does, do you have any of that still in, in the way you eat, in the way you dress, in the way your family is, any celebrations, any customs? Does any of that stay with you? Um, really, no. I mean, food-wise, we eat all types of food. We really we don't just eat American. We don't just eat one type. We kind of always have a, a mix, um, so that's nice. I wouldn't really say I have one specific food, but I do like kind of like the Asian and Indian types. 
Um, but yeah, we're very patriotic at my house. So, you know, we have patriotic sayings and the American flag and um, just more so respecting the American uh, nation. So nation that's what we culture. do. Yeah, culture. Okay. Yeah. So, so how is that? So, you know, we're sitting here at a table, the four of us. And we're all Americans. I mean, I, well, you're, you don't have an American passport, but you, you're a resident, resident, you're a yeah. resident in, the, in, the, in, the, in the United States. Um, I'm American. Christina Valdez is American. You're American. We're all yeah. technically American. Um, at the same time, this is what makes, I think, the country so great. Christina Definitely. is Puerto Rican, uh, Mexican, American. I'm Hungarian-American, I guess, by blood, but I, I was born in Romania, etc. So how, how, what do you think of that? Is that... Is that Right? Is that is that truly a melting pot? Is it? Yeah, definitely. Like that's what makes America great is that anybody can come and live their life how they have choose to because they have that freedom to to come here and live the life that they want. So I think that's why everybody wants to come to America. So how do you feel about all the different um, cultures being also? represented sort of you know let's say my, my mother cooks very hungarian um christina cooks mexican ella cooks chinese how, how do you feel about you know sort of it, it's not quote-unquote typically american or for example speaking spanish speaking hungarian speaking chinese in our homes as well is this uh, negative is this positive is it is it a danger to american culture or is it an enrichment yeah so i definitely agree with like speaking in homes and like what you do in your homes that's the family's choice um I do appreciate it and kind of would like to have kind of like this just um people know that when they go outside though that they're they need to know English in a sense like you can't expect all the businesses in America to have someone that needs to speak Spanish I mean usually there's always going to be somebody nowadays which is, you know, just kind of necessary now, but, like, you might not know it right away, the language, which is understandable, but, like, as long as you're actively trying to learn about the American culture where you're wanting to permanently live, like, get involved, just as, you know, we embrace other people's cultures, people, when they come here, would also embrace the American culture. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I mean, I completely agree with you. Um, With my children, we live in Germany. I mean, I think I told you that. Um, And it's really important to me that when we're outside the home, at home we speak English. My husband speaks English. And so I, that's the other, that's the crazy thing as well, is that I kind of consider myself to be American. I mean, especially in in Germany, I'm very American. (laughs) When I come to the States, I'm Hungarian. Isn't that funny? I'm European in the States because I just don't feel as American as some Americans. But when I'm in Germany, I'm very American. American. I'm always like, oh my god, I can't believe you guys are just in the states. We do it differently, so, so, it's, so it's very. I think it's very interesting how culture works that way. Um, but it's really important to me that when we're outside, when we're at stores, when we're in restaurants, when we have Germans uh, with us at home as well, that we speak German. It's really important. I sent my kids to a German school. Um, it's really important to me that they speak German properly. If we live in Germany, that they speak it properly. I taught them the German anthem. I, I teach, you know, all the little customs. Like they have uh, in Germany, there are specific, um, what they call the Einschulung, how you, um, first grade is a big deal, starting school. They have these little 
cones and it's I mean it's a whole I, I'll tell you about it uh, after the recording I can, I'll tell you about it if you want but um, we really respect those customs because I think we live in Germany so we need to know be aware of them and and, and follow them and, and actually integrate completely so the same thing when we came to the States before we came I made sure that my kids were able to um, sing the national anthem so the Star Spangled Banner they have to be able to sing and I said well you know you can't go to the States and not be able to sing it um, they have to be able to say the Pledge of allegiance to the flag so so there's you know they have to be able to pray in english to me so you know so our father they have to know uh, uh they have to be able to know in english so i completely agree with you i think there should be an awareness and there should be um we should be demanding enough of of our own like expected sounds like yeah we should expect it of ourselves to speak or try to speak the national language properly the United States is becoming a bilingual country or, or in, a, in a certain way. What do you think, especially Christina and Brooke? Um, we have, for example, um, Chinese. We have, for example, Hungarian. We have, um, I mean, you know, Arabic, French, Spanish. Do you think it's, it's difficult to have Spanish be a second language? Or, or is it positive? I mean, you know, you have Switzerland, you have examples of countries where, where, where several uh, or two or three languages, Canada, uh, where two or three official languages can be spoken. Yeah. I think I, that it's, it, I have very strong opinions about this. Okay. Um, I, I think that um, having traveled internationally, it's very good for Americans to leave America and to see what it's like to be in Europe and to mm -hmm. see what it's like to be in other countries. And in other countries, they speak many languages. And um, so I, I think that it is good to have Spanish as a second language, um, but um, I see I see many Americans, having traveled internationally, expect other countries to speak English, and that's not acceptable to me. And that's what I teach my children, is that if I'm going to another country, they're going to speak their language, and as an American, I'm not going to expect them to speak my language. I don't think it's only Americans. Um, the, the Germans are known for going to, to staying to Menorca and Mallorca and uh, just asking everything in German. So, so I think it's I think a lot of countries where um, wealthier countries um, expect, the, the tourists from wealthier countries often expect to go to quote-unquote poorer countries or, you know, sort of as, as tourists. Yeah, we were in Athens this summer and, um, you know, we, we very much tried to be Good ambassadors. We tried to be good ambassadors of Americans in that we respected their culture and we tried to understand what they were coming from. Um, I think we were in Italy before that, and you know, it was just you know. And when I when my Italian failed me, I spoke in Spanish. I, that's what I do. And it was so easy. <laughs> I spoke in Spanish. So yes, I, I I think that it's very important for Americans to understand that we are part of a a big world and it's not just America and again what, what we said with, with Chinese or, or Spanish or, or Greek or Italian everybody can learn Calimera Calispera Calisto Calistopoli you can you learn Buongiorno Prego you can say you yeah, know yeah. I mean everybody in Portuguese and whatever you can learn those, those basic right. things right yeah. oh yeah I mean yeah just like anywhere you go you should like we talked about earlier just learn at least the basics if not you know more and just understand what is acceptable that where you're going and what maybe you shouldn't do because <laughs> you know something here that's totally normal could be 
not okay in another country. And Gestures, expressions, yeah, behaviors, yeah. clothing. So, exactly, yeah. It's, it's culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's culture, too. Like, in certain cultures, Americans, you know, it, Americans are more aggressive, and in other cultures, people are, are more about the unity, and, and it's not that our way is better than another way. It's just we need to respect that, that we're just different. That we're mm-hmm. just different, and, and that's okay. Although one of the things that I have to I have to mention is um, I find driving in Kansas so much nicer than driving in Hamburg. Um, <laughs> people don't accelerate as fast, mm-hmm. so I found this this un- unbelievable. I, I'm the one who's peeling out in Hamburg. <laughs> I'm a sort of fuddy buddy. Um, highway driving, people just kind of go around you if you're slow. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Kansas City. Oh, that's yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kansas is pretty good yeah. driving. So Missouri. Yeah. Nobody honks. Nobody oh. tries to drive up on you. Don't drive in Dallas. I, I mean, in Hamburg, I'm terrified of the autobahn. Yeah. It's just yeah. they're just driving so fast, and they sort of they start flashing the oh, lights, yeah. and they're very no. slow. So I find driving. Oh, I had to close my eyes in Athens. Oh. It gave me an oh. anxiety attack. It was horrible. So here, here's to Kansas City drivers. There's no traffic really. It's like 7.30 to 8.30 and then like 5 to 6. Like those are the really congested times. But other than that, everybody's just relaxed and it's great. And if you're making a mistake, I turn, I mean, I I don't know where I am. So I I made all these weird turns and people just kind of let me out. All right. <laughs> it's all just very, it's very, very pleasant. Yes. Very you know, in China, I, I don't want to drive because I'm scared. Yes. Yeah. There's just so many cars and the, mm-hmm. and the walkers and the bicycles. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you don't have here either is our, our most, most of the buses, the, the bike riders, the, the, the pedestrians. I mean, in Hamburg, there's also taxis. Um, there's right. also yeah. That, so so um, you're all dancers. How important is French to you? I'm a horrible example of that. I, I so regret that I didn't take more French when I was in high school and in college. Um, but I, my French is horrible. I will be honest. But you all know the positions and the terms. Oh, I can that speak ballet French. Ballet French, right? Yes. My kids are taking a couple of ballet classes right. with you as well, and they were very impressed how all the little kids even knew oh, yes. all the ballet French. So how did you learn the ballet French? Just by learning by doing or...? Yeah. I started learning in January. Like, <laughs> I mean, I knew like tendu and like chasse, and like there are some terms that in gymnastics it turns, you know, translates to ballet because right. you have a passe. It's just turned in versus turned out, and um, like actually, my floor routine for the, the the last level I did was first position. Like, you go out and you start in sure. first position, and you, you know, you have your tendus and your um, turns and different stuff like that but like there was some times where Christina would just start going to me and she's like da, 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 da. I'm like um what is that <laughs> can you show me that <laughs> but it is it is a whole vocabulary of it its own and if you were a dancer you do know it's international you can go anywhere and you can go to Hong Kong and you could take a ballet class and we all speak ballet French you know, when it should be, yes. It's kind of embarrassing because I have French as my second language in university. Oh, oh wow. So, but I forgot everything. And, you know, I went tu to Canada. I lived in Montreal, so um, I continued my French there a little bit. Yeah. 
then just to totally yeah no French at all in my life so right now I just uh, just did ballet French I, I completely agree I mean I, I I can I can count to ten <laughs> I can say under and over um, but for the mo- but it, for me it's it's very important as a ballet instructor that we start to teach the three year olds the French because I don't want them for an, I, I don't want them saying the wrong word or or some kind of mixing of American and, and French for these certain steps, which has happened a little bit in dance here in the United States. For um, example, can you give an example? It's, it's competition dance versus dances of performing art and ballet. And here at Crescendo, it's very important to us that we're doing dances of performing art ballet. Um, so, you know, they have the, what the needles where they tilt and they hold their leg up and, and they call them needles. So, you know, that's like a planche and you're doing a turn in a planche. But we don't do that. Okay. Because that's, that's not the right. So there, there are certain things that Michelle and I, my business partner, feel very strongly on that are um, that are, are bring beauty to the ballet as an, as an art form and that we prefer certain movements are not um, appropriate for young ladies mm-hmm. and we won't be doing that. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so let me, let me ask one last question. So what would you say, what would you, if you had to describe culturally, linguistically, um, what it is to be a Kansan? What would you say? What what? How is a Kansan? How is how is it to be someone from Kansas? Well, I had I had to tell a funny story. Puerto Rican, Mexican, a Texan. What about a Canadian, Chinese? What what? Just just kind of let's let's kind of brainstorm a little bit. Well, I have to tell a funny story first. So I have to like give people like the perspective that other people have of Kansans. <laughs> so my cousin um, was out in California. He lives lived out there for a little bit, and he was out there like playing beach volleyball or whatever with some guys that he hangs out with. And they found out that he was from Kansas. They're like, you're from Kansas? People live there. It's not just fields and cows. I'm like, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like. People live there, we have tomatoes, right? Yeah, Wizard of Oz. You know, like they think it's just like either farms or like it's it's really just like any other part of the world. It's, I mean, except for we get all types of weather here. You know, it can be summer one day and then winter the next, and you get spring and then it goes fall. You know, it, it changes, but like it's it's pretty much living anywhere else in in the United States. I feel well, we like we are it's sort just, of bullseye in the in the middle of the state. So yes, yes, it's. It's basically, you know, you get different kinds of weather, and it's fairly flat. I mean, I feel like the east side of Kansas has a little bit more, um, like, hills Rolling and valleys, where yeah. on the west side, it's just flat. <laughs> you can fall asleep as you look out your window if you're driving across that. But, yeah, it's just like anywhere else, I feel like. So. The accent is also really pleasant. It's not. It's still. It still has kind of the southern drawl. So it's not yet Texas, and you're not just yeah. saying y'all to everybody. Um, it's <laughs> not Georgia or Alabama or you know or, or Tennessee where you're gonna get. Or it's not Louisiana where you're sort yeah. of Cajun and the. And, um, but at the same time, it's not sort of the eastern or northern. It's I find Kansan the Kansas accent really pleasant. It has a, a certain melody to it and a certain. Slowness to it. Thank still. you. I don't feel like I have an accent. Like, like I go, I like, I don't feel like I have an accent. Yes, you think of like the the southern, like you said, y'all, and like they draw it out, you know, kind of thing. And then like the northerners, they hold their o's and they kind of do that. And then I don't know. I feel like it's kind of funny. I can I find myself if I am like staying 
up north and I'm around those people, I kind of take on their accent just a little bit. Like, I'll kind of start to say it that way. And um, if I go down south, then I'll kind of start to... Yeah. See, like, I just, you just... Since you don't really have a distinct one, I kind of fluctuate a little bit. And so... I, I think I definitely had a southern accent before. Yeah. Before. <laughs> having lived here for, since 2001, it's, it's just tempered a little bit. We were out at Shoal Creek, which is a pioneer history heritage museum out in Missouri. And there, uh, a lot of the volunteers and other people who were were working there had a much stronger Kansas or Missouri accent. And then I slip into it. I think Kansas City is a lovely little pocket. Um, My family, my immediate family, were great lovers of, of the arts. And so we are very blessed to have the Nelson Atkins Museum, which is one of the top museums in the country here in Kansas City. Who would have thought? And, you know, we have beautiful pieces in our museum here in Kansas City. Um, we, ha- we have the Kaufman Center for Performing Arts. We have a ballet. We have a symphony, which, you know, people think that we're just cows and fields. And that's not the, that's not the case. We, we have quite a support for the arts, arts and culture here in Kansas City. And isn't that lovely for the Midwest? Mm-hmm. Um, because not everyone is blessed to have that. So you know, for, as a lover of the arts, I'm glad that I'm able to raise my children in an environment where the arts are supported. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very, I think we're very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And architecturally, the, the city is very interesting. It's yes. a city of fountains. There's, like, the, yeah. buildings are, right. Absolutely. the buildings are wonderful. Um, and like you said, I mean, symphony and, and, and everything else is also mm-hmm. it's, it's wonderful. I love Kansas City. Um, you know, in China, when I when the other people ask me, where do you live in uh, in States? I said Kansas. They, they, they totally like Kansas. Where is that? Where is that? And uh, I, I I said, okay. Do you know? Um, almost every Chinese know uh, Wizard of Oz. You know, I told them. <laughs> is it known in, in, in China? Yes, very, very well known. Well, it's yes. not known in Germany, and I've been yes. trying to introduce it. I'm kind of known, but, so, but it's, it's. Yeah, really every time I just introduce, oh, that's <laughs> where it happened. There's no place like that. Yeah, home. yes. And, you <laughs> know, tornado, <laughs> famous food in tornado, and the barbecue. Yes. Barbecue. How do you yeah. feel about that, Christina, being from Texas? Do you think Texas... Oh, <laughs> I love Kansas. Can- okay. So we talked about being a Kansan. Um, yeah. What about you? What would you say is... Uh, what is it to be a Puerto Rican-Mexican? Or, or if, if there are any specifics... Or Puerto Rican-Mexican-American, are there any specifics to... It's, it, can I tell you an odd story? Can Please, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. story is great. <laughs> um, so this, the very odd thing happened to me last year. In that we had a recital last year, and um, I it was 2018. I was very tired, and I came home from dance one day, and my daughter said, "Let's watch the Olympics." And I, okay, fine. I don't watch sports at all, and so we watched the Olympics, and I watched figure skating because I thought it's going to be the closest thing to dance. And um, I saw Yuzuru Panyu, who is a Japanese figure skater. He performed his his show, his, his program, and I was amazed. I was, what is this? What is this? And it was perfection. And he won the gold for the second time. And I was completely inspired. You know, in our little corner of Kansas where nobody <laughs> sees us, I, Ella's daughter was in the skates. And um, for my point dance, Yuzuru Hanyu um, skated to Nota Stellata. Nota Stellata is by Il Volo, uh, Italian. Um, and so Yuzuru Hanyu, Japanese, skated to Il Volo um, in Pyeongchang. And so I be. Let's go back to that. No one's going to say it. So I, I, I was on Twitter, and I follow people who like him, but nobody follows him on Twitter. 
So I posted a little, oh, this is my tribute to Yuzuran. I didn't post pictures of the children. I went viral in one day. And so I wrote this on the show, I think I'm going viral. I think I, I think people are, I, I, my, it just started to go. And so then people started asking for the choreography, they wanted to see it. Oh, no, 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 these are children. And people can be very unkind on the internet. So I thought I had to email the parents, dear parents, I have an obsession with a 23-year-old figure skater. Everyone <laughs> wants to see it. I think that this could potentially be good. So in two weeks, we recorded it, and it went viral, and we're at 48,000 views for I this one. And so I left little little crumbs if more people wanted to find me. I, it, we didn't like tag any of the children, and I turned off the comments on YouTube. Because if people were kind, I told the parents we're going to take it off because these are children, and this was not the intention. It was nothing but kindness, and because people love him, he's adored all over the world. Yeah, nothing but kindness. And so I Sunday night we were getting ready for we did recital pictures. I was working all day. I came home. Hello, this is Jack Gallagher with the Japan Times from Tokyo. I would like to interview you about your dance. Oh my goodness! So I was featured in the Japan Times in May. And then um, we put, we performed Nota um, Stellata at the Kaufman Center for Performing no. Arts in June. And then we recorded that, and then that went viral. I was featured in the Japan Times the second time. That's so in August, I went to go see Yuzu Honey Skate in, in, for, in real life. I was featured, featured in the Japan Where? Times. In, 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 we went to Canada, to, Canada. to go okay. see him skate, because he trains in Canada. Okay. Um, and so then I was picked up by the Olympic Channel. And so we were featured by the Olympic Channel. Um, and so uh, I kind of internet famous. And so I just posted a picture of the children saying, you know, happy birthday, Yuzuru. And all my kids know who he is now. And I truly am inspired. And this morning I woke up and we're at 60,000 impressions just for one picture about how much we love Yuzuru. Um, this Saturday I will start my second tribute to him. And I have no doubt that it is going to be. I'm so excited to start teaching it. And we're going to perform it at Alice Chang's New Year. And um, I have no doubt that we'll probably end up performing it again. So I have, um, because of this, and it hasn't even been a year, I have a great appreciation for different cultures. Because when I went to, um, when I went to go see Yuzuru Skate, I met people from all over the world. And I now have friends from all over the world. I receive gifts almost weekly from Brazil and Poland and Hungary and Taiwan and China. China's huge. The Chinese love him. Um, Jap Japanese, that's where we're trying to learn Japanese right now. Um, so it's it's been incredible. Um, and speaking about Wizard of Oz, we were doing a Christmas card exchange. and like, I don't speak their language. What do I do? So I just got little Wizard of Oz um, stickers and stuff, and I threw it in there. I'm like, from Kansas, that's how people know. Yeah. So I was sending Christmas cards, you know, from the American, because I'm known as the American ballet teacher now. And so the American ballet teacher with, the, with a group of girls that love Yuzuru Hanyu, there's going to be boxes of gifts for the girls that will be coming in very soon because everyone's making presents for the girls um, to hand out because they're, kind of, they're beloved. And he's an international figure, an international figure. So um, because they love him, they love us. And they've been very people who've been very gracious. When I went to when I went to um, Canada to to watch him skate, I was in line, and I really just you know me and my husband were like, okay, here we go, like, here we go. And I had little gifts to hand out, which was a picture of Yuzuru with the with the girls, 
And all of a sudden, I started walking down the the, the line because there was literally from all over the world. Valley Sensei, Valley Sensei, is that you, Valley Sensei? And so they knew who I was. And so all of a sudden, you know, it was it was insane. It was it was, it was crazy. If that's not a tribute to international, I, global culture and all of is, us, it is just art. being able to come together and it's art it's supporting art. Yeah. Art supporting art, and he is ballet on ice, and um, you know it is it is absolutely stunning. And you, we were so gracious because Ella's daughter. I keep on pointing to Ella because it is her daughter that was featured in the video that went viral. Her daughter. I can't imagine how, how beautifully your daughter dances. It's she's, just 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 having seen how beautifully you dance already. So her daughter <laughs> is stunning. Um, and we're about to do the second one, and I'm I'm very excited. I've been choreographing the second one in my head for six months. And now that Nutcracker is over, I'm going to start teaching it this weekend. And, um, you know, and it's it's really it, the fame. <laughs> the fame. There is no fame. She's um, making quotation marks. <laughs> it's not about the fame. It, it's absolutely, it's about art, supporting art. And he is an artist in ice. And he is absolutely dedicated and passionate to what he does. And, and we should all be so inspired by that. And aren't we so lucky to live in in an era where he is still skating competitively, and that our children can be inspired by that, and 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 I'm inspired by that. So we're we're just giving back. And and you know, it, it, Jack Gallagher, who writes for the Japan Times, he said, "Did you send it to Yuzuru to um to show him what you've done?" Um, he's an international figure, and so I said, "No, I haven't. Um, I do know that that his fans sent it to him, and so I think that he has seen it." Um, and and um, I absolutely know that the choreographer of Notistella, his Notistella, has seen it. So if he's seen a great, if he hasn't, at least it's made his fans happy, and um, and and the girls have gotten a lot of love back. So anything else to say about being Canadian, Chinese, America, or anything about sort of last last well, words? Um, um, I was born in China and raised there, and uh, I was always, you know, in a big city, big and busy, and, you know, with a lot of people city. And uh, then I moved to Canada. It's kind of quieter. Um, then I moved to Kansas. It's just uh, so quiet. <laughs> I I yes. wasn't I wasn't uh, getting used to that until, like, like a couple of years later. For me, it's a process, you know, to, to accept the city. As my own hometown, my like my second hometown, because I was you know used to the, the life before for twenty six years. Then I suddenly changed to totally different things. So yeah, I'm I'm in love with this city. This ability of people uh, to connect internationally through culture, through the arts, through uh, it is just sort of we talk about language, especially in this podcast, and the importance of speaking language properly, which we also mentioned speaking English properly, learning a language, uh, having the politeness, having anything in in, in, in a specific language uh, that that the, the, the official language of the country um, has, but that you can that you can go beyond this and connect on a different level, and, and ultimately that's what brings us together as human beings. This connection, this understanding, this oh, at the at the risk of sounding cheesy, this love right. um, that that we can share and understanding that we can share. So, isn't it interesting that I was asking you what is it? What is it? Um, what would you say uh, is specifically culturally Mexican, Puerto Rican, American, and what you thought of was your experience with a Japanese figure skater? And, and for right now, it's it's it, it, it's, it's something it's, that's it's very big. 
And it's something that's defining you culturally right now. It absolutely feeds my artistic side, um, which I'm 50. I'm I'm old and tired. And and I was was very tired, and I was looking for inspiration for recital, and I saw that, and, like, I woke up. I woke up and am absolutely inspired. And he just recently gave an interview. Zudun Han recently gave an interview. And, and, and because he's known internationally, he speaks many languages. Um, and so he just said, you know, but I'm not able to speak to everybody because he doesn't know every single language. And he says, when words fail me, I skate. And so I don't need the language. I have the passion and I have the art. And, and so that's how I speak to people. And what an inspiration, and isn't that something of absolute beauty? So if you have a chance, watch Notisura. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Brooke. Thank, Thank you, Ella. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. And good luck to all, all three of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies, for sharing your stories so honestly and so generously with me and the audience. I look forward to returning to the Crescendo Conservatory to try my best at dancing alongside the three of you and to sit down for another wonderful chat. Thank you all for listening. This is Dr. J signing out.